This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. Uh, we, we're coming to the end of our services on blood redemption in the Old Testament. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, set, set forth today. Our subject is the fountain of cleansing. That's the topic we're going to be looking at for the rest of this week. Every individual who is saved knows that he's saved. Now, you can be lost and not know it. But you can't be saved and not know it. Now, you may not be uh, like the rock of Gibraltar. Your knees may knock together. You may be, have, be like, you may be like old Christian there in Pilgrim's Progress. You may be uh, a little faith. But, my friend, if there's a spark there, if there's a spark there of faith, oh, ask the Lord to, to, to encourage that, to, to blow on it, to encourage that flame, that individual who says he's saved, if he is really saved, he'll know. He'll know what took place in his heart. He knows what he was saved from. You say, what do you mean saved from, Pastor? Well, he's saved from the wickedness of this world, saved from the depths of hell, saved from even from his own self, saved from himself. Oh, my friend, did, did you ever come to despise your own self? Yes, sir, because you know what a sinner you are. Oh, but that makes the devil mad. None of his emissaries can tell anything about that. Salvation is so definite and so real and so positive. Satan does not want things set forth. What, what I want, the word I'm looking for is a definite, of definite that you're saved, that you know. Christ has become experimental, real, I like to say real, to that individual's heart. Who knows him? The Lord has been real to him. Now, I'm not talking about visions and dreams and those things. I'm not talking about it. We're going to get into that in a moment about the about folks who hear voices and uh, listen, listen. If you uh, let me just go ahead and mention that. If you're hearing a voice, that's Satan's voice, my friend. If you're seeing a vision, that's Satan's vision. I've had folks write me and tell me that they were lying on their bed and they light, the room got real light and over there in the corner somewhere there was a light like it was under an umbrella or something. My friend, that's Satan. That's satanic. Oh, that's satanic, my friend. That is. And there's, Satan lives and breathes in the, in the realm of the uh, occult and all of those, those things. And, and there's so much of it now made fun of, little, made little of, of those things, especially around Halloween time and all that. And they, they portray things as, a, as, as, a, as Satan and all. But, my friend, that's all just foolishness. That's just foolishness. But, my friend, Christ in, the, in, in, in God's child, Christ has become a living living Savior, living Lord, and the Lord is made real to the heart as his substitute. What is your hope this morning? What is your hope? What is your hope tonight? Is your hope in the Pope or in the church or in some great evangelist who you maybe you shook hands with at a revival meeting somewhere down the road? Oh, I remember shaking hands with Dr. So-and-so. Well, what about this? I've had people just revel in the fact that Dr. So-and-so uh, baptized them. I do. And then I have other folks who say, well, I've been a member, a charter member of the old church back there in the hills, a charter member. They put a lot of emphasis on that. My friend, that's just foolishness. That's just foolishness. Oh, but the church doesn't mean anything. Just a meeting house. You know what the church is? Let me just stop and, and, and define that for you. You know, we always think about the church as being a, a building up on the corner there with a tall steeple and stained glass. Not the church. That's just a church house. The church, God's church, 
is a group of called out individuals. You go look it up in your concordance. Look it up in your uh, spiritual dictionary. Go look it up in your biblical dictionary. It's a group of called out. Are you are you a member of that church, my friend? Are you a member of the church where Dr. So-and-so uh, has got all them DDs and PhDs and things behind his name? And, and, and they make, make much of that. And I'll tell you this little incident here. A while back, a guy wrote me, a man wrote me from over in Alabama. And uh, we have a broadcast, many of you know, Pastor Shelton's message is called The Voice of Truth. We own every Sunday, about 100 stations. If you'd like to hear that, you write me, or you can do it on your Internet if you go there to the sermon audio. But also, this man wrote me, and he said, Since you're the voice of truth, Trailblazer, since you're the voice of truth, and you could just smell the sarcasm there, he said, I want to ask you a question. He said, Who was Cain's wife? And he went on to say that he was a, had a had a bachelor of this and a bachelor of that in uh, some theological seminary, and he said, "I have a Ph.D. pending," and I I just figured he thought he thought much of himself. Now, that's not what the Lord does, my friend. So I wrote it back. I hardly ever write those people back, and I said, "Brother, my dad told me a long time ago when I was coming up, he said a fool could ask a question that a smart man can't answer, but I said I can answer your question." Cain's, Cain's wife was his sister. That's all the people was on this earth at that time. And uh, I said, it really doesn't make any difference. It's immaterial. But I can answer your question. And I want to tell you this. I don't have no BA. I don't have no PhD pending either. And you know what? I never did hear from that fella. Never heard from him again. I hope the Lord took something home to his heart. But you know, that's where we're living today. People whom I know friends and neighbors and loved ones, they look up to Dr. So-and-so. They look up to, to the, this one and that one and the other one because of, uh, they have those things behind their name. Pastor Shelton told me many, many years ago uh, when I was young and trying to learn a little something, he told me the only, la- only letters he had behind his name was SS. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, save sinner. Just an old save sinner. Well, that's what I am. And, and, and I, I put B.A. behind my name, born again, born again, crucified with Christ. Oh, but let's go back to our study, my friend. Let's go back to our study. Christ has become a living reality to that individual. He is secured by the blood. Oh, there we go, my friend. Secured by the blood and assured, assured by the word. That we face today in our churches, what they call salvation, is so shallow, so empty, until it cannot even be classed as religion, much less as salvation. You know what religion? We told you what the church was. You know what religion is? A man's opinion. Everybody has an opinion, don't they? Oh, but listen now. We've never lived in a day where there's so much, such emptiness and religious professions as we have today. I wish you would uh, do me a favor. Maybe you're already doing it. If you if you if you if you're not a member of some church, and uh, you have a chance, go there, go there and listen. Not critically, no, I'm not talking about that. Go there, or either turn on your television on Sunday morning, and uh, listen to that doctor so and so, doctor so and so, and they'll 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 bring a message. Surely they can, but it in the finality, they will ask you to make a decision for Jesus. They're even doing that now at funerals, my friend. At funerals. I never heard of such a thing. And I was at a funeral not long ago. 
And the pastor wanted to know if anybody wanted to be saved or raise a hand. Nobody raised a hand that day, but I'm sure they do. And then they asked if you would like to come down to the front while the casket's laying there open. Come on down. But my friend, that's all just religion, just religion. So let's go back now. Let's go back and uh, look at our, and we, uh, we, we saw how shallow things are today and folks dying, going to hell, thinking they're saved when they've never, never repented. They've never met the Lord. But we wanna, we're looking at starting out yesterday and again today on the fountain of cleansing. First, what is the fountain of cleansing? Then, how is the fountain of cleansing open? Third, who can come? And then, if we have time, we'll look at some examples of sinners being saved. And I, I have a lengthy passage of Scripture. I'm not going to have time to read it. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. But it's found over there in Zechariah 12.10. And you can go there and read it And uh, but, but between now and that time. But it starts off, it says, And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And we'll leave it right there. We'll pick it up tomorrow, speaking about the blood. And this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. Just pray for me here as a pastor, our, our Sunday school teacher, Brother Freddie Murdoch, and other speakers that will be here giving out the gospel. That's all we do, give out the gospel. We have no, no other axe to grind. We have no itinerary. We just preach Christ. We just preach Christ and him crucified, buried and risen, exalted, at the right hand of God as our, as our interceder, as our uh, justifier. Remember the old Trailblazer's address? The old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.
Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 